This little story is called the Tink Club Conspiracy, T-I-N-C. Some words going to be in this uh, Tink Club Conspiracy story are, are words I grew up with back home, very common use, commonly used words. Uh, Cribbon is a place we used to go swimming in, a, a little swimming hole, but it's a bend in the river where the wood and debris gathers as if in a crib. We call it Cribbon. <clears throat> uh, Coopy is to bend down or to hide away. Gut foundered is to be quite hungry. And Sook is someone who may be spoiled or did not get their way in a certain situation. And mummers, they're, they're people back home, but they've been doing it for hundreds of years. They dress up in certain garb and outfits and uh, in disguise. Um, and, and those words I just want to uh, let the listener uh, in on to know what they, they mean. When I first came to Toronto, uh, I had, I guess, been here for a year or two, and I used to go drink at a certain bar. And uh, one weekend, uh, a couple of friends from Newfoundland came up, and uh, they, we were drinking in the afternoon. Then we went to the bar itself. And we're, we eventually ended up sitting with some guys from Ontario, three friends from there. And uh, this is about the story of the, because they couldn't understand them, had trouble getting their accent. They would give me this confounded look trying to understand what these guys were saying. So this is about the creation of the Newfoundland language. The Tink Club Conspiracy. You can call it conspiracy, collusion, cover-up, control. This insanity that surfaced in a small Toronto bar a few years ago. Deals with a couple of buddies just arrived that day from Newfoundland. I sat listening to familiar words like cribbin and coopy, gut foundered and sook. But for some, a possible alien chatter, it could be mistook. And for those from away, maybe their accents sounded like waves crashing upon a beach, though my buddies' tongues were likely influenced by earlier sips of Newfoundland screech. Snippets of sentences and partial sounds from home they did mutter, snapping like sheets on clotheslines bidding good day to each other. Laced with liquor and laughter, a quick nod and a wink to the warm lilt of their dialect, I easily did drink. And that night, we were sitting with three friends, all from Ontario. They listened closely with mouths wide open to my buddies' rocky scenarios. After a couple of more beer, I got up for washroom relief. And when I returned, my three friends, their hair rocketing like sea urchins, their eyes bulging in shocked disbelief. I said, are you guys okay? Is everything all right? And the mainlander to my left, he leaned over and he gasped in fright. He says, Pat, I know they're friends from your island and all, but after two hours of talking, we're not sure what to do. Because whatever they're saying, we've got no fucking clue. Now, they were curious of these creatures' nest, so to unravel their lingo became the quest. And that's where the conspiracy and cover-ups come in. So we brought them back to 1949 when Canada invited Newfoundland to join in. 51% were in favor to become part of the country. But the naysayers, ah, they were rocking the boat being quite upset that they had just barely lost in the bitter tight boat. They could have become a republic or join the states, hook up with Britain or Canada. Would that be their fate? Now to Ottawa, this was quite agonizing. A revolution? An island uprising? How to control it? What could we do? These squid-jigging dory boys must be subdued. 
So the Confederation, they drank up a plan. We'll proclaim a distinct language for that newfound land. As a welcoming gift, a dictionary scribbled in guile was given out to each and every saltwater child. Not to educate, but to catch the 49% in cahoots trying to keep Canada away from eyes to buys loot. And proclaim it they did in howls and curses. We'll crack the backs of those bastard sea-bound subversives. We'll squelch the briny brains of the uncertain and stuff them all inside a colloquial curtain. We'll track them with slang like lard, thunder, and Jesus. And how you doing, me old cock, and who knit you? And yes, me dear, and yes, me duck. Which left some of us wondering, what the frig was that book all about anyway? Because it was big on yes, by and bigger on Jesus such as the Jesus weather or the Jesus price of cod tongues nowadays. I didn't realize till I got to Toronto that the word Jesus also had some connection with a religious group. How was I to know? They told me it was an adjective, a Jesus adjective. And anyway, back home, it was in cod that we trusted. Not some guy running around the robe in a pair of sandals, unless he was one of the mummers. What was he doing out there in the dory anyway, dressed like that? Or going snaring rabbits in three feet of snow. Holy Jesus, boy, you'll need more than a miracle to stay warm down there in that winter. Maybe a good pair of mucklucks and a warm parka. But with them adjectives and the language, that's how they tracked us. So the boys from the Cape could not congregate and secretly plan to separate with the forest and fauna, Cape Lincoln Cod, and all the riches from those deep waters broad. No, the Great Dominion could not let this unfold. Therefore, with that dictionary, a dialectic web it did mold. Now, this story might sound a little bizarre, but remember those three friends, those mainlanders in that small Toronto bar, and we still see them? Well, that's what we told them over a night of cold brew. And to this day, they still got no fucking clue.